You are listening to the Talisha Talks podcast for women who conquer. I'm your host, coach, and life lover, Talisha Kim. It is my personal mission to help you live your best life, have radical joy, and turn perfectionism into purpose. In this podcast, you will explore the meaningful parts of your life, reinvent yourself, and turn your dream life into a reality. Yes, you really can have it all. Alicia Kim, your emotional healing coach. Today, we are talking about Wonder Woman moments, and I am so excited for you to meet McKenna. She is inspirational and tells it how it is. So be sure to share this episode with all of the amazing women in your life. You are going to want to know this woman. I met her through Instagram, and I am so grateful that our paths have crossed. So with that, McKenna, welcome. I would love for you to introduce yourself and just tell us about your passions, your life. Give us an inside look. Okay. I am McKenna Brown. I am a wife of going on 12 years. I have four beautiful children. My oldest is 10 and my youngest is two. I live in Provo, Utah. Just (laughs) good old P-Town. And my passion is so many things. I am, my passion is connection. I've always loved being connected to other humans, animals, humans, plants. I have a plant lady. I love sharing what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, I was Mrs. Utah when in 2014 and I love being involved in the community. And after the birth of my fourth, I really struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, and OCD, and rage, and all the things, and it kind of took me to a whole new level of sharing my story, and connecting to women on a whole new level I never even imagined myself going, so. I love that you shared all of that, and we're going to definitely dive into more of, like, that story with you of dealing with the postpartum challenges that you had, because I think this is a conversation that we need to open the door to. Absolutely. I love how you said that you're all about connection. Like I see that throughout all of your social media, like you are so inviting and people just want to be around you. So I'm excited that you get to be here on this podcast and that we all get to just feel of your spirit and your life. Good that you're putting out there. Well, that's what I want is I feel like Instagram has been a great tool to help launch me in the direction of connection. Yes. And I want women to always feel like I'm a safe place for them to find resources and just feel like they can open up about what you were saying, Wonder Woman moments. Yeah, yeah we can get into that. But that's thank you for saying that because that's my hope is that it comes across as genuine as I possibly can on social media that as really is like me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No. And that's what I've always loved about you from the get go is like, it can be intimidating to reach out to someone that you've never met before in person and just start up an online conversation, but I've never felt like intimidated or anything by you. So welcoming and inviting. And I super love that because I love that too. And that's a huge value of mine as well. Well, thank you. That means a lot. I feel the same way about you. I feel like we are so connected. Yes. So I'm grateful that Instagram, great Instagram brought us together. <laughs> it brought us together. The it joys did, of it. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, now let's get into the meat. Like, tell me about the Wonder Woman moments and your journals. Cause you have that too. Like yeah. give us some details on you. Okay. So, okay. So I'll kind of back up a little bit. So Perfect. 
after the birth of my fourth, like I said, I struggled with extreme postpartum anxiety and OCD and rage and all the things like all the boxes were checked. I was struggling and I snapped. I constantly felt like a pot of boiling water. Like Mm. I just felt like I was just having to turn it down because it was boiling over. I'm like, turn it down until one day, like I just boiled over. There was no more low. Like I was boiling over as, and I just lost it. And it's, Uh it's quite, I feel like I'm just barely releasing that shame. Mom, my mom guilt of that day. And, you know, anger and rage took over and I actually ended up driving myself to the behavior hospital. Mm-hmm. And my husband, like after I got out and after I came home, I should say, I, you know, a couple weeks went by and he's like, you know what? I think you need to get out. Let's go on a trip. So he took me to Hawaii and mm-hmm. I had a book and it was called You're More Than Enough, You're Magnificent by Gainalyn Condi. And in there, she is the one who said every woman needs to celebrate their Wonder Woman moment and write it down in a journal. And I thought, Oh, maybe that's how I'm going to share my story um, is make a blog and it will be my wonder woman journal. And people used to joke like, Oh, you look like wonder woman. Like, and I was like, maybe it'd be a funny joke. And Scott's like, Oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) no, like these are my wonder woman moments and I can share my story. But as I started going on that path, I thought, wait a second, I need to make sure every woman has a journal, like their own safe space. Mm-hmm. to celebrate their Wonder Woman moments. Anyway, so that's kind of how it all began. So when I got home, I started to like take the next right step. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to share my story because I found it really profound every time I shared my story with somebody. Like, for example, my neighbor, she was the, the weekend I got out, of, I came home from the hospital. She was like, hey, how was your weekend? And I was like, it was great. I was at the behavior hospital. How was your weekend? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she opened up to me about something very vulnerable. She had never opened up to someone. And I felt like I, by sharing, we create, um, by being vulnerable and it helps other women feel safe and vulnerable. So I thought I, I need to run with that. So, yeah. um, long story short, this wonder woman journal comes to be, and it's just a blank journal and it explains what wonder woman moments are. They're celebrating the good. I also say they're wins. Mm -hmm. The wins of the day are, you know, sometimes in the darkest of moments, I was breathing and that deserved to be celebrated because I was alive. Um, And that getting in the shower, you know, just celebrating that you got up to bed, even if you just went to the bathroom and got back in, like learning to celebrate those small wins too. Hey, I got all my laundry done and put away. Yeah. or I got my dishes done. My room's a disaster. I just think women are so overwhelmed with their to-do list that we never sit and bask in there, our celebrations and like yes. wins. Yeah. And like, let ourselves celebrate. And then when we recognize the good, we see more good. Like it's like right. miracles. Once you see little miracles, you start noticing more miracles. And then, but I also tell women that my first journal entry was writing the day I drove myself to the behavior hospital and walking through how I wanted to jump into oncoming traffic and walking through how I just felt like my kids were better off without me and yeah. leaning into that. My husband was better off without me, helped me heal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people think, well, running away from problems and being positive, we just need to be positive all the time. And I think, yeah, we need to have good perspective. Um, but being positive all the time isn't healthy. So yes, I say that embracing positivity toxic positivity is real. And I think because embracing the hard scares people, it's Mm -hmm. scary to embrace our vulnerable, our vulnerability, our hard, you know, embracing and healing. 
Yes. So I say that even just sitting in the hard is a Wonder Woman moment. But I also say that learning to laugh at ourselves is so important because when we learn to laugh, we learn to not take life too seriously. I always say that usually those moments that are brain fogs or farts or whatever you call them, where you wonder where was my brain, are usually the moments where the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. Usually in those moments, we lose it. If we could only, like when I drove off, I use this example all the time because it is just like a perfect example. I drive you off with the gas pump in your car. Yeah. I did that twice in six weeks. I've done that. I say that lots of times, but it, when that happened that day, I was frazzled and all the things. And I think a lot of times as women, especially we shame, we shame, we shame. But yes. in that moment, I just laughed. I was like, oops, <laughs> where usually women, it's like, of course it's me crying. We shame because we're embarrassed. Yeah. But if we notice the moments where we kind of don't, aren't really thinking mm-hmm. to being like, oh, that's just a Wonder Woman moment. We're fine. I'm not perfect. Like helps you kind of help through the hard yes. by learning to laugh. So I deem that, but um, I don't mean to talk too much, but how it just kind of like rolls. But yeah, women kept coming up to me and they're like, well, I don't know how to journal. I'm not a journal journaler. I, I, I've never done it. I don't write much anymore. I'm on a computer. I'm on my messages on my phone and I'm like, it's fine. How about you just start with gratitude? Yep. So I created a gratitude journal and I try to explain to women that it's okay. There's no right or wrong way to journal. There's just, there's no English teacher grading you. you I used to say I have horrible handwriting, but no one's reading it. You're the only one who's reading it. Right. And I, I have horrible grammar. And like I said, like your English teacher is not grading what you're writing. Like you just write. And with anxiety, I noticed with when I would write my brain, our thoughts, we have like what, 80,000 thoughts a day mm-hmm. or something crazy yes. that when we write, so when those thoughts are scrambling and we're frantic and we're feeling overwhelmed and we feel all these horrible thoughts, our heart normally beats like this, right? Mm-hmm. But when our brain's racing, our heart's trying to catch up to our brain and it starts to race too. And then that's when we feel anxious and kind of defeated. And right. when you write, it calm, it slows your thought process down and your brain slows down and then your heart goes, oh, okay, I can keep up with this. Yeah. And I say, it's just the bridge that connects the heart and the brain mm-hmm. where it can articulate your feelings. So whatever that may be, whether you need to start by listing your gratitude, that's fine. Um, when you start to write, it calms the brain and it helps you articulate your thoughts. So that whole, like, that's where the journal started. I am a, I, as humans were meant to create, and I just keep creating more journals yeah. and more journals. So I yeah. love that though. <laughs> journals are like my thing. Journaling was a huge Good. part of my healing journey. And cool. honestly, it saved me. Like I could actually see the junk that I was holding onto. And then I could consciously mm-hmm. say, Oh my gosh, this isn't me. This isn't Talisha. And then I could let it go easier. And how you were saying, like, we want to avoid the pain, right? We don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it and go through it. But I love how you are encouraging people to sit in it because you don't have to build your house in it is what I like to say, but you do have to acknowledge it. And then you can celebrate and look for the joy, look for the moments of happiness and laughter and just have fun and silliness with yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're all that's like, it's just you, right? Like 
it's just you and your thoughts and your yep. feelings. And so you are totally in charge of what's coming in and what's going out. <laughs> well, and I think what it means by embracing the hard is surrendering to the hard, if you yes. will. I, I was at the women's shelter a couple weeks ago speaking and I asked the women, I said, I mean, they're going through extreme pain. And I said, why do you think it's important to embrace the hard? Like, why do you, why would you think I would deem that a, hard, a wonder woman moment? Yeah. And they said, they didn't say anything. Everyone just kind of, people kind of sit there when I say that they don't really know what to say. And I said, I believe Jesus is my Christ. I believe that he, he atoned for our pain and not only our sins, but for our pain. And I believe that when we surrender, because as women, we hold it close to us. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to have it figured out and I have to do everything. And I don't need help because I'm supposed to do everything. And it's like, actually you're not. And when we surrender, I feel like Jesus is so patient. And when we surrender, like, I know we're like spinning plates on our toes and juggling balls with our hands and everything kind of stops and the plates break and the balls drop and we go, what's next? And I think in that moment, and when I drove my, I embraced the heart and drove myself to the hospital and, and had that really horrible day, Jesus was like, okay, I'm here to help carry the load. I feel like embracing the heart is just surrendering to allow Jesus to help carry the load is what I truly believe is that when we realize that we can't do it alone, we're not meant to do it alone. And not only does he help carry the load, but he puts people in our lives. Like we're ready to see and recognize the angels in our lives. And we see like, Oh, that person's here to help me. And he's put that person's in my life for a reason. And I think miracles happen when we choose to embrace and have faith, if you will, like I'm a faith believer. And so I believe that when you embrace, you surrender to whatever higher power you believe in. So Yes. Oh, I love that. And I hope as you guys are listening to this, that you're taking note of this and that you feel that power because it is so true. And I, I wish you were right here in this meeting with us and you were <laughs> involved in this conversation because this is so real. And like you it's basically like you're explaining my story. You know, this is really powerful information out there of how to surrender and how to feel and how to get through those tough moments. And I love that you're allowing it not to be a shameful experience because I'm sure that other women would like hide that story away and not want to admit that or say that what they're struggling with and you're out here being an advocate. And then that's allowing other women to not feel so ashamed for their story or their hard. Yeah. There's no shame in hard. We all have our hearts. Right. And, and I think someone said something today to me like, Oh, well, people have it worse. I'm like, I think that's a great perspective to have. Um, but please don't take away that your pain is your pain and that's okay. You know? And I'm like, I'll sit here with you. I'll sit here with you through your pain. And yeah, we could say someone has it worse. Someone always has it worse. Totally. But, but guess what? Your pain is real. And when we embrace the hard, we also ask, what can I learn from this? I think that's also part of like embracing it is like, okay, I'm here. I've surrendered. Like, what's the lesson? Like, what can I ask yourself? Why is this in my life? Like, just ask why. All this, yeah. It's crazy. Once you ask why, like answers come. They really do. And I come. love the why question. I remember doing a post once <laughs> and I was like, okay, who wants the most powerful question you could ever ask yourself? And like all these comments, all these people, I was like, oh, okay, I love that. here it is. <laughs> why? And people were like, why? what? That's the dumbest thing. I'm like, no, no, 
when you ask why you open the whole universe up, you open up so much depth inside of you that you wouldn't otherwise tap into because now you're willing to receive. Yes, it is so true. Like it's like this beam of light. It's like, oh, she's ready. Um, My nanny was tell um, opened up about something personal today. And I just said, you know, like, I'm not here to like fix your problems at all. I just think it'd be really powerful. It it helps you get out of the victim mentality when you go, okay, instead of why me, why this, why this experience? And then it totally shifts your perspective instead of it gets you out of the why me when you're like, and then not to mention when we can just add on top learning to laugh, it just helps. It just helps. (laughs) <laughs> it totally does. And you are like so good at that. I have laughed many a times at your Instagram stories. It is a hoot. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's two of us because I sometimes am like laughing so hard to myself. So I'll think my husband, what are you laughing? I'm like, I just thought of something so funny because I think I'm so funny. Yes. <laughs> so no, like, I oh my it. gosh, you're a crack up. So I'm glad that you've embraced that part because I like post things. I'm like, I hope I mean, people will love it or hate it, but I'm glad yep. you think it's funny. <laughs> I, I do. And I'm definitely a person that needs to work on like being more funny and not taking life so seriously. So seeing you do it, I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I actually have a, a Wonder Girl journal. So I created a journal for girls. And so I call my girls Wonder Girls and I teach them about these Wonder Girl moments. And yeah. my daughter tripped going up the stairs and she like ate it hard and oh, I was no. like trying not to laugh you know because I'm a great mom I'm like laughing at her I'm like are you okay hon like you know and she's like oh it's fine it was just a wonder girl moment and she just jumps up and like skips Aww. up the stairs and it was like this moment where I was like oh and like the other day my daughter wore her pants on inside out I'd worn my pants on inside out like at the gym like a couple weeks ago and she wore her on accident wore her leggings on inside out and she came home and she's like mom I realized halfway through basketball practice that my leggings were on inside, but I was like, I don't care. It's a wonder girl moment. I was like, I actually teared up because I was so proud of her that she didn't shame herself to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Why was I doing? I'm what does anyone notice and get embarrassed? She was just like, my hands are on inside out. Yours aren't. That's weird. You know, like she just kind of was like joked about it. And I thought that is so powerful to teach our girls to learn and mothers and women just to kind of like, well, I guess I'm not perfect. Yeah. No, I love that you're doing that. And because so many times it's like our mothers didn't always know how to teach us to have that self-confidence. Right. And it's not that they didn't want to, it was just, it it never really was talked about. I feel like for them. So then how could they teach us? And so women right now are craving confidence and I think they want to be seen and I think they want to be heard, but they struggle with that because they don't know how to accept themselves and their quirks or even who they are. You know, one of the it's first so questions true. I ask people, like when they come to coach with me is who are you? And they don't know how to answer that. And so I think that by you teaching moms that then can then teach their girls is so impactful. And so what would you recommend to moms who have young girls? Like what would be a good resource and place to start as far as like with what you know? So with what I know in my experience as a mom, that in br- telling the girls that they don't need to be perfect, that their best is good enough, mm-hmm. I think that that's something that is important 
that we, you know, when my, I have a daughter who's a cheerleader and I don't have it figured out. Right. So yeah, I'm definitely not perfect at this and I'm still learning and trying to read all the books and be the best I can be. But as a mom, what I'm intentionally trying to do again, which I'm, I'm like, not trying to put myself <laughs> up there at all. Like, I just really want people to know, like, I do not have it figured out and I'm just doing the best I can. Right. And again, I'm a passionate person who loves to share the knowledge that I have, but I'm still, um, learning. Yes. But one thing I wanted that I tell my girls, my daughter's, a, I have one daughter who's a cheerleader and I say this to both my girls, but she didn't win the competition. You know, yeah. they got second place and she was so mad at herself. Yeah. Oh, we should, why didn't we win? And it was like, we had so much fun all day. Then learning that they didn't win first place was like so heartbreaking. I took and I turned around at her and I said, did you have fun? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, yeah, today was so much fun. I go, did you do your best? Could you have done anything differently? Mm-hmm. And she said, no. And I said, then that's a win. I go, yeah. and I just kind of walked her through the steps, but I said to her that your best today is different than it was yesterday. Right. And your best today may be different than tomorrow. And letting the girls know that their best is good enough. Ooh, I, love I that. think so many times that they don't feel like they're good enough. And that it is good enough because I even tell the girls, I'm like, Oh, when I do things, some days you might feel a little sick to your stomach or you might've eaten something that made you feel weird or you didn't get a good night's rest. Like you did the night every day is different. And so the goal is I did my best, but I'm not perfect because I always strove for perfection and self shamed if I felt even the slightest hair short. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we can build confidence as our girls is just recognizing that it's not about being perfect. It's about being perfect and and not to get like too spiritual but I love the woman at the well yeah um because she was deemed imperfect by society she was deemed you know she had to come at different hours of the day because people shunned her and they were rude to her but that was the first time when Jesus saw her at the well he testified himself as the Christ I always want my girls to know and I think it's so important it's just so basic that no matter what they do because they will make mistakes that even if, and even when, no matter what, they are always loved, mm-hmm. but they'll, no matter what, they will be loved by their heavenly father, Jesus, and their parents. Like there's, right. I would say the first time Jesus testified himself as a Christ was a woman who was deemed unworthy of society. And I said, that just shows you that everyone is worthy in the sight of God and that Jesus loves everybody genuinely. And I said, if I could just see, if you could see you the way I see you, you would literally cry because mom and dad love you so much. I think those are two important things that their best is good enough and there's nothing they can do that would make them be loved any less. So I love that. Okay. So now my next question, just because I'm a little bit selfish and I want to know, because I have a daughter, but at what age do your journals like are appropriate? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's crazy because I say off maturity level because my oldest was so far advanced. Like she would have been ready at seven to start journaling. I mean, with the prompted journals and like understanding right. the prompts, but some, I, my second wouldn't be ready till she's about eight or nine. So I always say based off maturity, eight to 18. Okay. And then I once they that. hit 18, they, you know, eight to 18, then once 13, they're obviously women, but, um, I have a wonder woman prompted journal. And, but what's so great is after I created, I had this like clear vision, like I knew exactly what the wonder girl journal is going to look like. So I just went with girls. I always thought it would go woman, then girls, but I'm so by the heart that I did the journal. And then once I created the wonder girl journal, there's eight prompts plus affirmations. 
And I created a program. Like I was like, oh my gosh, these girls need to know more than just the prompt. They need to understand why and understand like how to process the prompts. They're not complicated, but why it's important to practice gratitude and why it's like, you know, I can go through all the prompts, but I created a program. And then once I created this workbook that goes along with the journal, I was like, I need to like talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> so I hired a videographer and he filmed me and edited it so I can create this whole academy for girls online. And so in the meantime, I've been selling out of my Wonder Girl journal. I just need to place another order here quick. But I go and speak to different youth groups and girls message me all the time. Like, I started journaling and I've been struggling and I've been journaling and I've been doing so much better. Like, those are what I live for. And so I want to do a Wonder Woman Academy, but I'm waiting for the right time. Like I love it. It just doesn't feel right right now. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing all of those details. Cause I'm like, okay, I know this is like for everyone else, but I got to know this question. Cause <laughs> you're so cute. You're so cute. <laughs> I have a seven year old that I think would love, love this. And she knows yes. how much I journal and I'm always encouraging them to do it. So I am so grateful. I bet she's so ready. Yeah. She would love it. Okay. Well now moving on now that I have all of the juicy details for me, Let's continue helping other people. <laughs> You're so cute. Okay. So I want to know, what do you feel like is a myth about mental health that you wish people better understood? Oh, that is such a good question. A myth. Well, I'm saying this from experience because I never used to think mental health was real. So I experienced it myself. So I'm coming from you know. like a place of like, I was that person. So I'm not trying to point fingers at all. I'm literally looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I just did it. I just thought it was, oh, I even hate admitting this because it's so embarrassing, but it's true. Yeah. I used to think that I could, you could just be more positive and you can get through it. You just need to get up out of bed and you just need to be intentional and do what I do. And this is fine. And I struggled a little bit, but you can, you know, and that there, it really goes to a place where there's like a chemical imbalance. Like I was explaining to someone like, well, you just need to sort through your thoughts. And I said, what if I can't sort through my thoughts unless I take medication? Like, what if I told you I can't sort through my thoughts and you have a a logical, like rational decision without my without a little bit of help and that medication is like a failure that like that should be your last resort because you're fit like you're failing that's like another one but I just remember right before I was taking my medication I was so ashamed like I thought oh my gosh like this is what it's come down to like yeah I'm a failure I couldn't do it on my own and it was just so humbling to be like here I am but my marriage is gonna fail I need to rebuild this relationship with my children that I been destroying like it was so bad and my friend said she said seeking help is not weakness but strength and taking this medication could be the bravest thing you could ever do totally yep and I think that that's the biggest myth that medication's a failure and that you just need to be more positive to conquer mental health because that's not I mean there there are other tools it's not like medication's a fix-all right yep well that's what I love about your message in that is like I have definitely been that person too, that had all the judgments of like, just try a little harder, you know, like it's not that bad. 
until I was in the same thing. And I had a similar story with you with the postpartum depression and anxiety. And it took me down and it took me down hardcore. Yeah. in finding those solutions, medication didn't end up being my route, but I understand it so much better now. And there is no shame. Like medication has its absolute place. I think the problem is, is like when people rely on that for their only tool, right? Yeah. Like a crutch. Yes. Yeah. And so I love how it's like, I'm using this. So then I can sort through my thoughts. Like you're being proactive in it. You're not just like sitting back in it and being like, well, this is just my life. Like Like, fix me. Yeah. I explain it to people. Like I was trying to, I in like, I don't know the right way to explain it, but like in simple terms, like Mm -hmm. in an analogy of like what medication did for me, because I do a lot of other things for my brain. Yeah. And it's not just my, I have a very low dose but it helps take the edge off. I even felt a little numb. I even had her half it. I was like, I still want to feel, I still want to like feel these emotions mm-hmm. so I can learn how to navigate. Yeah. She goes, I love that. So she half it for me and I feel like I'm really in a good place. But I tell people that before I chose to take medication, I was drowning. Like I just was just coming up to the, for a gasp of air for the next moment. Mm-hmm. And and I c- could not even think past the next hour. Like I couldn't even comprehend like a day yeah and what happened was was when I got on medication in like a good place it was like it just handed me a raft Mm -hmm. so I'm still in deep water but I can breathe I've got a place to dry myself off and assess the situation like where am I okay shores that way we're gonna work that way and then as we start paddling with my hands I can pick up other tools along the way like, oh, there's a, or is that what you call it? A paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got it. I said that and it sounded off, but like, okay, there's a paddle and I'm going to use that now. Okay. And just pick up other tools because now I can really work on myself Mm -hmm. until I can get that boat into shallow water and walk it to shore and say, now's the time I can get off medication. For me, some people need it full time. Like they need it and they will always need it. Just like our brain is an organ, just like our people with diabetes need insulin. Our brains are an organ and have chemical imbalances that really medication just heals lots of people. But for me, I know that eventually I would like to show myself like that this is just, this was just a tool in my journey and that, and I know I'd like to get pregnant again. So I've, I've committed that I'm going to take them through my pregnancy postpartum to avoid any other, you know, I don't want to say mishaps, but like trauma. Yeah. And then work through work on those next steps. But there, I think another thing people worry about is a couple of things with medication. Cause I posted about medication yesterday and I've been dealing with a lot of people on social media for both. Yeah. And one thing women say is I'm scared to even try because it's not that bad, but I know it will help me, but trial and error. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go through the whole process of figuring out what works for me because it can take weeks, months, right? months, not right. just weeks. It takes months to figure that out. And I said, I, there's a DNA test that I took like a little swab that took my DNA and it told me what I'm compatible with. So I skipped all that. Oh, that's so, such a nice resource. Yes. And I tell them that people are scared that they're going to have to be on it forever. Like, Mm -hmm. I want you to know that if 
you don't have to suffer. Once you figure out the tools and like look at all of your options, make an educated decision on what's best for you. Like obviously what was best for you is different for me than Karen and Donna, like everyone's different. And, but the best thing you can do is just look at your options and educate yourself because the more we know, the better we can do, right? Right. For ourselves and our family. And living in that fear isn't going to get you anywhere anyway. And you're just going to build up more emotions and more blocks. And you're just going to spin yourself out of control Absolutely. and looking at options and taking that courage and that next step into looking at what really can benefit you and serve you. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, I love 100%. that. So I want to know now, what are three tips that you can share with us about mental health, about journaling, like whatever you feel called to share about, what are some tips that can help us? Some tips. I think, I mean, I say this all the time, but I think I want people to love themselves. So I want them to stop shaming and allow themselves grace. So by doing that, just look in the mirror. This was one thing that helped me. We always say affirmations. I do every day. Yes. I, I post on my page affirmations every day, but truly the two that helped me the most was some tips is to make eye contact with yourself. Cause a lot of people can't like we get ready. I love that. Are you like my sister? Like, yeah. Oh my yes, gosh. I told yes. you we are soul sisters. <laughs> no, but we look ourselves in the eye and, um, like at retreat this last weekend, we did, I, we do eye to eye with somebody else. Yes. But as a facilitator, I didn't have anyone to do eye to eye with me. So I just practiced eye to eye with myself mm-hmm. in the mirror. But what you do is if you, if you struggle with eye to eye, just make eye contact with yourself, count to 10 and you look at yourself, but then also say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are worthy. And so I started doing that because I would shame that I wasn't a good enough mom and I wasn't worthy of my family. So I would right. self-destruct because I didn't feel worthy. Yes. And so I would do that every day. And then I would find myself like in the car, even in the rear view mirror. I'm like, I love you. You are worthy. And then just like sip a drink Aww. and go on the way. But I noticed that one of my triggering moments in my moment where I would start to just like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of go in this downward spiral where I would be in bed for like days yeah, because I was just beat myself up so harsh that I found myself saying, but you're worthy. I love you. It's just crazy. Our brain is also a muscle. Yeah. And it's unreal that it's unreal what we it really you train it to think we go to the gym and work our muscles. We go to the gym, work our biceps, we go to the gym. But I tell these girls that dance and cheer and do gymnastics, like, but what about your muscle in between the ears? Like you train it to think. So that'd be my number one tip is just be aware. And that's what I do in my Wonder Girl Academy. I help the girls be aware about how they're talking to themselves. And I walk them through how to change their language because we change our language. We literally will change your life. Totally. So I'd say that's the first tip. And I would say if you're not a journaler, because <laughs> it's easy to say, just go journal. Cause I've right. never been a journal. Like if you told me I would be selling journals, Oh my God, I would laugh. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> there are people just, like, I don't like to journal. I'm no, you know, so yes, give us a tip for that. I don't know where to start. You can also, there's the prompted journal that helps you walk through that. And there's so many prompted journals. I have made so many friends who own journal companies. Like there are prompted journals, but I would just say, start by listing your gratitudes. List what you're grateful for. Because in the moments of gratitude, I think it's a Brene Brown quote. I need to find this out because this is like the fifth time I've quoted this (laughs) quote this week. But I'm pretty positive it's Brene Brown. I don't want to take credit for this. I just want to give credit where credit's due. 
Um, when we practice gratitude, we uh, start to recognize that there's enough and that we're enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. So if you don't want to journal, that's fine. You don't need a specific gratitude journal. You can just write it down on a piece of paper. You can go in your notes and you can write what you're grateful for. But I've noticed that in my moments of gratitude, I realized that I really am enough yes. and that there is enough and that that's such a great place to start. And I'm pretty positive once you start journaling, you're going to want to keep going. But oh, totally. Just me. It is so <laughs> yes, I know. I, that's you can't just not. me. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. And I would say that the third tip would be, oh, oh, okay. Here's one. Here's one for you. Try to sit as hard as this may be to sit with yourself and yourself with no phone, no plug in some meditation music. And this is what I do. It's going to sound so kooky because my nickname's Kooky Kenna. But meditation, I found so much healing in meditation. I found, like, I've never been a prayer prayer. Like, mm -hmm. I pray, like, you know, like, dear Heavenly Father, please this. But I never have, like, sat to listen. Right. And sometimes if we just sit and I visualize when I breathe in, I visualize light coming in my nose. Yes. Going out my head and light just going inside every inch of my body but when I exhale I exhale um all my conscious thoughts some negativity and I get in like a rhythmic breathing whether that's finding a guided meditation or just sitting with met with music and just sitting in your thoughts allowing yourself time to just like shut your brain down that's not sleep just like conscious time awake mm -hmm. um I think can be really healing being alone with your thoughts with journaling and being alone in your thoughts can be scary even with meditation but I think it's there where um, you learn to articulate and be really introspective on your life, really. Yeah. I don't know. I think that those would be the three I would get. I love. Oh, I have one more. I just do a bonus. Bonus, <laughs> bonus, bonus, bonus. I tell the girls this and their Wonder Girl Academy. And I think it is so important because it's push yourself outside your comfort zone. Be aware what scares you. Be mm -hmm. aware of what makes you feel uncomfortable and go there. Yeah. Because when you, life begins outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I, and I teaching my girls to step outside their comfort zone, their confidence has started to exude. Like they're new girls. Because when you push yourself somewhere where you feel uncomfortable, you prove to yourself that you are stronger than you think you are or even know you are because you did something that scared you and you conquered a fear. Yeah. So I even tell the girls, even if it's just raising your hand in class, that's scary. That's, yeah. that's not little, that's still big. Raise your hand in class. Or as like, for me, I remember like, this is a huge moment. Like it could be anything from like trying to make a new friend. Like you see someone like reach out to someone, make a new friend. Those are all things that are scary. But my big moment was when I was in New Zealand and I was going off a Canyon swing and we were dropping 360 feet going like 90 miles an hour. And I like could not wrap my head around just like jumping off this ledge, like free falling. Right. So I'd count to like one, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, like 50 times. And he's like, you've got to jump. And I was like, whoa. And he said, but life begins outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, that was the first time I'd ever heard that quote. Yeah. And it like was like, 
yeah. Like literally that moment, my brain exploded and I jumped. And it, I was so glad I did. Like 99% of the time when you feel uncomfortable, scared, and you're outside your comfort zone, do you ever regret not going outside your comfort zone? Right. I'm just saying. So yeah. that's my cool. fourth bonus. I love one. that. Boom. Boom. That, yeah, that was powerful. I'm so glad you added that last tip in there because absolutely we needed to hear that. And definitely life does start after your comfort zone. I could not preach that enough. So if you haven't learned it from me yet, take it from McKenna. (laughs) She is going to be another proof of evidence for you that this stuff is powerful. That's so true. I love it. All right. Well, I have two more questions for you, but one is harder than the other. Okay. So my next Lay one on me. is, who are you becoming? Oh, I like this. Right? Who am I becoming? I feel like I'm truly becoming who I'm meant to be. Ooh, I truly feel it. like I am truly becoming McKenna Brown. I feel like we all, I am kind of made a post about this today, that as a society, like, we change who we think we're supposed to be to make other people comfortable Mm -hmm. so we aren't true to ourselves but when you start speaking your truth you understand that like not everyone's going to receive you and that you're going to like some people aren't going to understand your power if you will yeah but not everyone's meant to love everyone so the people who do love you and love who you're becoming is who you're meant to be around so I think that I'm becoming me. I think who I'm meant to be. I'm done. I'm speaking my truth. I'm trying to be true to my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, it, and I crave it more and more. I crave, like I want to, the more and more I feel like I'm becoming me, the more and more I want to take the steps to become, get there even sooner. Oh, I love that. The biggest thing I feel like um, with that, that I want to add to it is that we want connection so bad. We want to be loved and accepted. And so how you were saying, like we become who we think other people want us to be in order to receive that connection. But then we get mad at other people when they don't like us or when they're mean, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, how can they truly love you if you're showing them a fake person? Like- that energetically people are not going to connect with you. And so it's a fake relationship. It's a fake persona and it's not going to get you that connection that you're craving. And so while you may lose some people, you're going to gain 50 more people, a hundred more, like millions of more people that actually love you because you're showing them the real you, which is so much more powerful than the three or four that walk away from you because they can't take your truth, you know? Uh-huh. A 100%. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now where can we go find you? I mean, I've talked about your Instagram, but like, let us know where we can go find you. Okay. So obviously my Instagram handles, my wonder woman journal and my website's my wonder And that's really transforming as we speak. Like I'm literally paying someone we're going to have the Wonder Girl Academy access on there by end of March will be the launch date. And well, it will, it's going to turn into a blog. That's where I'm going to share a lot of my thoughts and that's where you can buy all the journals. So, and my contact information, all of that is just on my website. So perfect. Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to go and connect with you and get to know your story better because you are changing lives and I'm just oh, so you 
proud of you for not letting your story like define you and make you feel less than like, thank you for having the courage to speak up and help other people on this journey. Well, thank you. And I just want people who might be listening that might be struggling with mental health that I may not be a therapist, but I am a safe place. And on Wednesdays we celebrate, and I would say maybe once or twice a month on Wednesdays, we celebrate Wonder Woman moments. So people can share their hard, the good, the funny. And when people share with me, I might not have all the answers, but I really would love to help you find resources. And when I tell women and girls that I'm a safe place, um, sometimes that's all I needed was a, to know that my friend that I called was a safe place. Not everyone feels that way because people may not believe the mental health is real or they're scared that people might judge them, but I promise I won't judge them. There's nothing they could do that would make me love them any less and I can help them in the right direction. So I'm so glad you added that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me and all having me on here really has been an honor to connect with you. So thank you. Oh, you're the sweetest. Well, I'm glad that you could be on here and Thank you to those of you who have participated and been a part of this podcast today. We both are so grateful for you as well for taking this time for you and for tuning in. And again, if there's anyone that you feel like could benefit from this, please feel free to share it with them. I know McKenna and I both want as many people as possible to hear this. Like we just want to help people feel better and live their best life. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Go out there and make today great, you guys.